0: last message on this series that we've been doing about let there be light and we've kind of gone through the whole thing you know as far as in the beginning where God said let there be light and he proclaimed light uh, in darkness and uh, that light uh, was given to us as an act of grace it's to teach us about the gospel. Um, then we saw that Jesus was the, has light and life, and those that have Jesus have life and light. Those that don't have Jesus don't have light. They don't have life. And then we saw how Jesus said that he was the light of the world. He came into this dark world as light. And then last week, we saw that Jesus said that you are the light of the world. And I want to encourage you, um, we just put out some new uh, outreach cards here uh, for New Year's. There's four of them that you can, you can choose from. And, uh, you know, New Year's uh, is a great opportunity to talk to people about the gospel because people are always looking for something new. You know, you may see this, a trend. People are like, oh, I can't wait for 2018 because 2017 was Horrible. Well, they said that last year, about 2016 as well. You know, so it's a, it's a constant trend that goes on, and people are always looking for something new in their life, and uh, really, Christ is the only one that can bring uh, new creation and and new hopes and new desires and all those things. So, I want to encourage you to get some of these, pass these out, give them out, uh, leave them. You know, when you go out to eat, leave them on the table there. Give them to you when you're going through the grocery line or whatever. Uh, just has a simple. Uh, thing there talks about the the plan of salvation, gives a little gospel introduction there. But uh, be encouraged to do that, pass those out, uh, shed light wherever you're at there. All right, that was my little uh, brief little announcement there. But anyways, so we've been talking about this light, okay? And here in Ephesians 5, we're going to look at how we are supposed to be living in light. So we're going to finish that up and how God calls us to live in that light Uh, that we are supposed to be a part of and what Jesus has placed us in. So let's take a look here at our uh, scripture text here for this morning. Ephesians chapter number five, and look with me in verses number eight through 16 as uh, what God says here. So Ephesians gives the believer here in Christ some very practical things, some kind of like hands-on ways to us to live the Christian life. And he Paul kind of really just lays it all out there for us and and shows us how we can live in light, how we're supposed to do that. So look what he says here, all right? For at one time, he says, you were in darkness. Oh, excuse me. You were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. So look at just a few of these uh, things that and take note of them. Uh, you can underline them in your own Bible there, or just highlight them, whatever you want to do. But look what he says. We're talking about light here. And he says, you see this contrast of darkness and light. And look what he says. He says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So there's a contrast there of darkness and light. Um, And you see there he talks about uh, the shameful works of darkness, those that do them in secret. So people that are in darkness, they're shameful acts and they're doing them in secret because they don't want anybody to know about them. They hide, they conceal and he says, but you are not like that. You are in light now. And so you're supposed to be walking in light. Let's look at some other things here. Look at verse number 13. He says, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. So light exposes darkness. It becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And then he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Now, let's go back here real quickly to verse number eight. Okay, what's the main point here? What's he trying to get us across to is he saying to walk as children of light. Look at it, verse number eight, to walk as children of light. Of light. It's a command. God is commanding us, He's commanding me, He's commanding the church, He's commanding all those that name the name of Jesus Christ who have been put into light to walk as children of light. So, how do we become children of light? We are supposed to be children of light and we are supposed to walk as children of light. Let's look at a few verses. We, uh, we looked at a few of these a while back, but uh, John eight twelve, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, following Jesus, following Christ, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so you think about that, that light and that life, both of those going together. And so when we follow Christ, we're following him, we have light and we have life. Look at John chapter 12, verse number 36. While you have the light, Jesus is saying this about this. He's saying, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light, children of light, sons of light. And so, Jesus is the one who gives the transformation in our lives, and He transforms our darkened hearts. He takes us out of darkness, and He places us in light. And we are supposed to be walking in that light, that light that He gives us. So, He gives us the power to believe and to become, and we become sons of light because we have believed. What have we believed? We believe the light of the gospel. We believe that Jesus died for us. We believe that Jesus was buried. We believe that Jesus rose again. We believe that Jesus took on himself the sins of, of all everything that we've ever done. And that Jesus paid our penalty for our sins. And so when we believe that message, we become children of light. We become sons of light. And now we are supposed to be walking in our light. So that's a fundamental belief. That when we believe in Jesus, we become sons and daughters of light. We become children of light, and we're supposed to be walking in that light. So let's look at a few things here about this light. When we walk in light, what does it do? How does it look? How does walking in light affect us? How does it affect other people? Let's take notice of a few things here. First of all, number one, I want you to notice this. Living in the light. Number one, walking in light. Look at verse number eight. For at one time you were, what? Darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. And here's the command again. Walk as children of light. And look what he says in verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. So within the context of this chapter, if you read beginning of Ephesians chapter number 5. Getting in verse number one, you see this call that Paul makes uh, for us to be an imitator of God. And basically to to follow God and to copy God's actions, to follow him in, in, in line, in direct line. Now, for those of you that have children or have had children, you know this to be very true. When you have children, those children practice and do and follow every action that you do. Sometimes you don't want them to do the things that you do, but they copy. They're an imitator. Um, It's so funny, even with Evelyn, uh, she started doing this thing now where you'll ask her a question and you'll say, do you want to do this? And she'll go, um... (laughs) We're like, where did she get that from? (laughs) We started reading um, a book called The Grouchy Ladybug with her. And I do this really weird voice for the grouchy ladybug because he's grouchy, so he has to sound grouchy, right? So I do this funny voice of the grouchy ladybug. Well, then she decided she wanted to start reading the book on herself. Well, guess what kind of voice that she uses now? The grouchy ladybug voice. Where did she learn that from? She became an imitator of me. You see your children. They will put on your shoes and walk around the house. Why do they do that? Because they are imitating you. They are following you. They're seeing what you do and they are repeating it. They are replicating it. They are following what you're doing. And so Paul here makes this Command. He makes this this plea for us to basically imitate God, just as God is light, we are to be light. And he talks about all these things about uh, getting rid of uh, sexual immorality, living a life of love, about our thoughts and our words, and we are called to imitate God by walking as children of light. Now, if we're not careful. Sometimes we can look at things that are in God's word as list, and we can see those lists, and we could say, okay, all I have to do is keep these lists, and I am okay with God. That's not it at all, because if you live that type of life where you just want to keep a list, all you end up doing is you're becoming a person that wants to just try to please God by doing the list. But really, the pleasing of Christ, the pleasing of God, it should come out of an attitude of love in our heart, not just trying to keep a list of do's and don'ts. So we need to live the Christian life as an act of worship and a love for God. And so Paul says we need to be children of light and walk as children of light. So we're called to walk. Psalm 119, 105 says that your word... Is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. So we are called to walk as children of light because we are light. We have a new nature now. We've been taken out of darkness and we've been placed into light. And so we're supposed to live in that light. Romans 13, verses 12 through 14 says, The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness. And put on the armor of light, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify or please the desires of the sinful nature. Isaiah 5 verse 20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, we have been changed and transformed by light because we were one time darkness. So how are we to imitate God by living in the light? It requires walking. What are we to be walking in? Light. The new nature of our lives is light. Now look at this verse here in verse number eight. He says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You see, light is our nature, not darkness. We've been given a new nature in Jesus Christ, and that new nature is light. It's not darkness. It's interesting to consider that he does not say to the believers here, notice, notice the particular word that he uses. He says, For at one time, he does not say, for one time you were in darkness, but he says you were what? You were darkness. You were darkness. Your heart was corrupt. Your heart was evil. Your heart was full of sin and hatred towards God. We were darkness. But he says, but now you are light. So there's a radical transformation that comes on people when they receive Christ, that they, they leave darkness, they, they leave that, that darkness, and they become light. We have light. 2 Peter 1.4 says this, By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that though through them, You may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. We become a partaker of that divine nature where we were given a new nature now and that new nature is light. And all of this comes because we believed in the gospel. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But to us that are being saved, it is the power of God. I love that, the fact that, we are still in the process of being saved. There's still a, a work that is being done in our hearts still right now, a work of sanctification. And we are being saved by that power of God because we have light that has been put in us. We have a new nature in us. So, just as we were darkness and we walked in darkness, groping, stumbling, falling, looking around, couldn't find our way, we now have light and we are to walk in that light. And we have ways to, we can see now because we've been given light, because we are children of light. Now, look at this, look at verse 15. Look what he says. Look carefully than how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, look carefully, look exactly, uh, in the uh, the King James version it says, circumspectly, look carefully, how you walk, the way you walk, not as unwise, do any husbands in here sometimes embarrass your wives, okay, all right, good, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one, Sometimes when we go to the grocery store, I will do stupid stuff, and my wife will be like, I'm not going to walk with you if you're acting like that. But the Lord says here, look carefully how you walk. It's your manner of life. When Paul wrote to Timothy, as Timothy went uh, to the church there, Paul told Timothy, he says, be careful, guard your life, guard your manner of life, guard your doctrine. Be careful how you walk. Be careful about your manner of life. We are to be careful. Look carefully then how you are to walk. Not as wise one who does not follow light, but as wise as one who follows light. I would have to say that As a Christian, many Christians do not walk carefully. Well, they have light, but they do not follow that light. They're not wise. They're not careful. So our command to walk in light, to live in light, is a command for us to walk in a way that pleases God, a way that patterns our life after light, to be careful about that walk. So how are we supposed to know if we're walking in light or not? You see, people can say that they walk in light, but God is not just looking for lip service, is he? I mean, I'm pretty sure he told people back in the Old Testament, he said, you you give me all these songs, and you give me all these sacrifices, and you do all this stuff, and he says, I'm tired of them. I just wish that people would just shut the doors to the temple. How will we know if we are walking in light and living in light? How do we know that? What should we look for? Well, look what we see here, the second thing. Living in the light produces fruit. Look at verse number nine. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now this gets very specific for the believer because if you are walking in light, you will have the fruit of light. Believers must produce the fruit of light in their life. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty standard basic principle. If you have a fruit tree... Are you going to expect to find fruit on it? You would hope so, right? And so Jesus here is is giving this command. The, The Lord here is giving this command for us to walk in light. And as we walk in light, there will be fruit of that light. And what is the fruit of light? Well, to live in the light is to produce fruit consistent with the light. Paul uses several terms here in describing that fruit of the light. Look what they are here. And we can understand these terms by by comparing them to what the opposites are. Here's the terms. Look what he says first of all. All that is what? Good. Goodness. Goodness refers to anything that is morally excellent, including generosity. It is love in action. It focuses on our relationship to others, including meeting the needs of others to meeting the needs of those around us and serving them and caring for them. Galatians 6.10 says this, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So goodness. If we are walking in light, a fruit of that light should be goodness. So are you bearing the fruit of goodness? Or are you cultivating apathy and selfishness. If we're selfish people, we're really not walking in light. We're not bearing the fruit of light. If we're apathetic in our Christian life, we're not bearing fruit of light. Look at the second one. He says, all that is good, and look at this one, and right, righteousness. Now there's two aspects of the, to this fruit here of righteousness. First of all, we have our righteousness as it is standing with God. Okay? Romans 4, or 5 says, However, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. In salvation, when we come, when we come to God, recognizing our sinfulness and our, and our need of salvation, when we come to God broken and morally bankrupt, we come to Him and we receive Christ, we receive Christ's righteousness. It's put onto our account. When you have a bank card and you go to that bank and you go to withdraw money and you have a balance of zero, you can't withdraw money. Well, you can now, but you get a whole bunch of extra fees included on that. But you have nothing. You have nothing. When you came before God, you had Nothing. And the the, the credit, the righteousness of Christ was credited to your account. So when I stand before God, just like we sang that song, Cornerstone, when I stand before God, it's in his righteousness alone that I'm standing. It's not my own righteousness, it's his. Secondly, it has to do with how we live as those justified and made righteous by God. We must daily practice righteousness. Look at James chapter 2, verse 17. It says, Faith without works is dead. And 1 John 2 29 says, If you know that he is righteous, and you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. So true believers, those that know Christ, practice a lifestyle of righteousness. He said, Mike, does that mean I have to do all these crazy things And so, in order for people to know that I'm a Christian? No, I don't think it's a matter of just doing crazy things. I think when you just walk simply in the light, you're living in the light, the fruit of light will come naturally. You're not going to be out trying to, to harm people, try to get people, or trying to take revenge on people. You're just going to live a life of righteousness, period. That's it. So these fruits should be continually be manifested in our lives instead of the fruits of evil and sin. Look what he says. Here's the third one. So all that is in the fruit of the light, all that is good, right, and look at the third one, and true, truth. So this, fir- this third fruit of truth here, truth has to do with honesty, reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity. In contrast to the hypocritical deceptive and false ways of the old life of darkness. And where do we find truth? It's in God's word. So in order for me to walk in light, to live in light, what do I have to do? I have to conform my life to the word of God. So if I'm not conforming my life to the word of God, I'm choosing to walk in darkness. I'm choosing not to walk in light because I don't want truth in my life. So all of these truths here, all of these fruits need to be in us if we are walking in light. Now, all of this requires discernment because look what he says in verse 10. He says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I think uh, John chapter number 15 really gives us some understanding about that. Let's turn over there real quick. John chapter 15. And look what Jesus says about this. John 15, verse number 1. He says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. For if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. So Jesus here has given us a, a really good way of how we know that we are, have, can have discernment because we are abiding in him. And that discernment comes from knowing God, knowing, the, knowing his word, knowing the wisdom of God, knowing exactly what pleases the Lord. Can we know what pleases the Lord? Absolutely. We can because of his word, because we abide in him. So if we are producing the fruit of light in our lives, there will be a contrast of light and darkness. Because he says here in verse number 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. So are you... Bearing fruit of light in your life, or the fruit of darkness. So if we're going to live as children of light, there must be fruit in our life. We're walking in light, and by walking in light, we are bearing fruit in our light. Here's a third thing that comes from this. Look what he says. Lastly, Living in the light exposes darkness. Look at verse number eight. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Verse 13, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So as we walk in light and live in the light, the natural outcome will be that it will expose darkness. Why? Because darkness and light are not compatible. When you come into a dark room and you turn on a light, what happens to the darkness? It's gone. Light overcomes darkness. So we are not to partake with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to expose them. Some seem to think that just staying away from certain things is enough, but God's word here says that we are to expose these works as works of darkness. That means that we as Christians, we should take a stand for certain things. We should expose darkness. And wherever you go, because you are the light of the world... Wherever you go, if you are walking in light, when you go into darkened places and you are living in light, walking in light, the fruit of the light will be there naturally. That light will naturally expose the darkness. So when we talk about exposing, we are saying that we are to reprove and we are to correct so we expose darkness by living in the light. First Peter 4, 3 through 4 says this. For if you spent, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do: living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, corrosing, and de- detestable idolatry. They think it strange that you do not plunge with them in the same flood of disposition, but they heap abuse on you they think it's strange so when you living in the light and you come encounter with darkness and you're not taking part with them they think it's strange they go but that guy's weird look at him he's not taking part of our unfruitful darkness and so what do they do they heap abuse on you So in a world that loves darkness and hates light, believers will constantly, you will be mocked, you'll be hated, you'll be ridiculed. Why? Because you live in light, because you expose darkness. John chapter three, verses 19 through 20 says this. This is the verdict, that light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. And everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light For fear that his deeds will be exposed. So, we expose the darkness when we live in light. We do that because we live in light. We do that when we preach the gospel, when we give out uh, the message of Christ to others. It exposes the darkness, it brings it to light. It shows men what their hearts really are, that they're darkened before God. And we expose that through the preaching of God's word through the gospel. And we expose darkness when we deal with the darkness in our own life. And this is so important. Look what he says in verse 13. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Do you have a log list? You say, what's a log list? A log list is basically a list of things of the logs that are in your own eyes. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, remove the log that is in your eye first, and then you can see the speck that is in the brother's eye to remove it. And so when we, when we expose ourselves to light, it reveals the darkness that is in our own life as well. And so we should keep that at a front in our life because he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. Wake up. He's saying, wake up. Don't get into that that mode of apathy. Don't get into that position where you think everything's okay and we're just going around in our own Christian life doing our own thing. We are to constantly allow that light to be exposing the darkness in our own life so that we may deal with it. Because I want to make sure that the darkness is taken care of in my own heart, my own life, before I start pointing out darkness that is in other people's lives. And so expose that darkness when we deal with the darkness in our own life when we live in light. So what about you? Are you walking in light? I'd encourage you as we go into this new year, and and hopefully, Lord willing, we're going to be taking the book of Ephesians and just kind of dissecting it up and looking at some things about the Christian life and who we are in Christ, but I encourage you to walk in light, live in light, produce the fruit of light, expose darkness, live in light, be sons of light, children of light, walk in light. Let's pray together.